When parents are asked why they would give their kids their own smartphones, well, one of the most common answers they give is that they don't want their sons and daughters ostracized for not having one. But especially since having a smartphone generally includes largely unencumbered access to the internet and to social media, is being ostracized really a wise or a valid reason? After all, kids risk being ostracized for having or not having or engaging in one thing or another all the time. And if our reference point of how to live is what other people think, well, we're all going to be in for a lot of disappointment. However, being ostracized for doing something right can actually result in good things for our kids, such as character growth, resilience, grit, integrity, patience, and a stronger resolve to keep doing what's right. Being strong enough to incorporate a safe and wise digital alternative for our kids We'll be talking about that with someone who's doing something about it, today on Licensed to Parent. Well, hi once again, and welcome. Thanks for tuning in to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a year-long, Christ-centered residential program working with troubled teens. Now, our host on Licensed to Parent is the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill Academy, Trace Embry, and I'm Rich Rosel. And Trace, I just mentioned one of the reasons parents often give for giving their kids unencumbered access to their own smartphones, but uh, I mean, surely there are other reasons as well. Could any of these other reasons actually be valid reasons, do you think? Well, the short answer is no. Uh, there's no <laughs> valid reason, period, that, that any minor should have unencumbered access to his or her own smartphone. I mean, that's the short answer. Now, the longer and fuller answer is a bit more complicated than that, and uh you know, we can talk about that, but the key words in your question were unencumbered access. So in this case, and I think that's the case with too many kids today, I see no valid reason to give a minor their own smartphone, uh, not even if they use their own money to pay for one. And, you know, I can make a case for this position from the scientific perspective, from the biblical perspective, from the social uh, relational perspective, from the logical or psychological perspective— from the physical perspective and from the spiritual perspective as well, there's zero reason, Rich, that any dependent minor should have his or her own unencumbered access to a smartphone. But there's a caveat to virtually everything. Mm. I I'm not saying that my kids or yours should be without their own phone either. Having a phone is just a safety issue, and it's a, it's a convenience issue. It's a communication uh, issue, but... Just because smartphones have now become a systemic symbol of being culturally relevant, uh, that should be the least important reason for giving a minor unfettered access to his or her own addictive adult toy, especially for families of faith. Uh, we not only have the science that gives conclusive evidence of the harms associated with these things, but we also have the biblical mandates against provoking our kids to anger, for instance, exasperating our kids and causing them to stumble. Christ himself said that. Kids aren't emotionally mature enough to handle just the volume of information that comes by having one of these gadgets. Their frontal lobes and their brains are just too underdeveloped. We've got to wake up and realize that we're creating monsters of an entire generation. But thank God there's good news and answers to all this, and I'm hoping our guests can get some things to clarify for us. Well, you're right, Trace. There is good news, and that's why we've invited one of the people who is actively working to bring about a solution to this problem, and that's uh, Anne-Marie McDonald. Anne-Marie is the Vice President of Public Relations and Strategy at Gab Wireless. Now, you've heard us talk about Gab Wireless before. In fact, the president of Gab was a guest on our program back in February of 2020. 
Uh, in Anne Marie's role at Gab, she manages outreach opportunities like this one to further the education of age appropriate tech solutions. She frequently speaks about family and tech safety on various uh, podcasts and broadcasts and webinars that align with Gab's mission. And she speaks from the heart on this because Anne Marie and her husband Hiram have four children ranging in age from five to 15. So, Anne Marie, in our book, that makes you eminently qualified to be a guest on License to Parent. You've been doing it yourself for 15 years now. I have. Thank you for having me and talking about this important issue. And it's not just something that we're dealing with in our families, in our households. It is a community-wide, worldwide issue. And diving in and talking about technology and and how it's important and, and understanding that technology really is a tool, but is technology actually using me instead of me using technology. Yeah. Well, and welcome to License to Parent. Uh, I, Thank I, you. I wanted, you know, you talked about a tool. Unfortunately, too many of us are using it as a weapon against ourselves. We're shooting ourselves in the foot in some cases and uh, worse. But before we get into some of that stuff, I, tell us about your role at Gab Wireless. Sure. So as a mother, I, I, I was very upset with the uh, overconsumption of technology and that all of my um, my my oldest son, his friends had tech, had access to technology and that they had um, smartphones at their disposal. And I just thought there's got to be another there's got to be another solution out there. And I just started to dive in and understand how can I educate my family and how can I give them the tools to understand good technology, bad technology, and um, and be able to make these decisions on how to live and not be completely suffocated by the weapon that is technology. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about one thing real quickly before we get too deep in this conversation. Um, ways for us to look at things that we shouldn't be looking at. I mean, they, they've been around since the, the creation of eyeballs, I think. Um, I, I mean, I think as as a young man, uh, there was that magazine rack in the drugstore that, you know, <laughs> as a little boy, I wasn't allowed to go near uh, because it had adult magazines in it. Um, we, we've always found ways to do it. So I, I dare say, uh, to preface our conversation, while there are technical solutions to this, we as parents need to be working so very hard to teach discernment in our kids and to encourage them to strengthen their own character to have the will to say no. Because even with these tools, it's not going to be foolproof. Would that be correct? That's correct. And I actually think it's just as important to talk about tech habits with your children as it is hygiene. Uh, We would not teach our children to shower and all of the things that come with hygiene. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, parents aren't talking about technology. They're not telling their children about the dangers. They're handing them the smartphone and saying, hey, this is a way to stay connected, but they're forgetting to teach them and to normalize, hey, this is also a danger and you need to understand mm-hmm. how na- how to navigate this. And I'm on your side and there will be a time that you, that you will be exposed to things that you shouldn't be. And this is what you do when that happens. So we need to normalize it as, as, a, as a family and, and really talk about it instead of being shamed, shamed into the idea that, um, that if you come across this kind of a thing that you that you don't that you don't talk about it, that you are able to rise above it and say, 
okay, this is what I do when I come across or walk past something that I, that I shouldn't have, or that is, that is hurtful for our, for our very souls. Yeah. Well, I think we've normalized the abnormal and that's, mm-hmm. that's the problem. And it wouldn't have been considered normal at all to drop your kid off at the seedy side of town and expect him to navigate his way back home without being, you know, visually at least molested along the way. Uh, there's an elephant in the room here. I think a lot of parents don't want to discuss and uh, I think that uh, there's a convenience factor uh, in the equation uh, where smartphones have become their kids' secret little babysitter. And uh, they've got uh, Charles Manson's of the world as the babysitters, you know, not mm-hmm. to mention Larry Flint and Hugh Hefner and uh, on and on and on and the, and the, and the weirdo down the block. These are the people babysitting our kids. So uh, we are virtually bringing the seedy side of town into the privacy of our own homes, but worse than that, into the privacy of their own bedrooms with them. Or, or am I off base here? No, you're exactly correct. And the interesting thing is, is as a parent, we are mindful where who our children spend time with. You know, we'd never have Hugh Hefner or these terrible influences um, in our home. But yet we do when we give them the phone. The smartphone mm-hmm. is the absolute worst friend you could allow your child to have. Yet That's parents exactly are handing right. them over at, at age 10 and 11. Younger. And the effects are just catastrophic because mm-hmm. they just have the access to the world right in their own bedroom. And would it not be safe to say that we are starting the... Uh, this phone is your friend, this phone is your toy mentality at a very young age. I can't tell you the number of times I've been out shopping or in a restaurant or, you know, something like that. And and the family at the next table, let's say, has a two-year-old and the two-year-old has the smartphone. And the two-year-old is watching a cartoon on it or playing a game on it. And to me, that's just saying, this is a safe, fun thing, child. This is not a dangerous thing. And you wouldn't hand sure. a gun to that child, I hope, (laughs) and say, here, play with this for a while while we're waiting for the dinner Mm -hmm. to arrive. Well, that said, I think that it's important to realize there is technology isn't all bad. And that's one thing I talk to my children about constantly. We have Friday movie night. That's not bad technology. In fact, it brings us together. And, And so we need to make sure that as we go throughout this technology world, they're able to recognize for themselves good and bad technology. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we're doing this program through the use of technology. Anne-Marie is at her home in Utah. Trace is in the studio at Shepherd's Hill. I'm in another studio about an hour south of there. We we are socially distancing to the max uh, during, yeah. during this COVID situation, but technology enables that. So yeah, you're right. True. We've got to take the good with the bad. I tell you what, we need to also take a quick break on behalf of our stations, and uh, we will come right back and continue this conversation with Anne Marie McDonald. She's vice president of public relations and strategy at Gab Wireless. Why you may ask? Would we be talking to a wireless phone provider about smartphone use? <laughs> is that is that not asking the wrong person about it? Well, in this case, it's absolutely asking the right person about it because Gab Wireless has come up with a way to introduce wise phone use into a smartphone world. We'll be back with more on Licensed to Parent right after this. In today's digital age, there's more access than ever to digital devices. 
With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job, and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit helpmytroubledteen.org, click on Resources, and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? Parenting isn't easy. Shepherds Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. Discover a variety of ebooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. Help by TroubledTeen.org. Your children are teens now. They're growing up and gaining independence. That's kind of the point of parenting, isn't it? You're raising future responsible adults, but they're not responsible adults yet. They may be able to do things on their own, but you still want to be able to contact them and you want to equip them for success. So you decide to get them a smartphone. But why a smartphone? For most people, that means 24-7 access to everything on the planet. And that's not wise, nor is it healthy. Digital addiction is prevalent these days. In fact, we see teens of all ages dealing with mental health and behavioral issues rooted in overuse of technology. Issues that affect health, wellness, ability to focus, performance in academics, and more. That's why at Licensed to Parent, we want you to choose a wise phone alternative instead of a smartphone. More information is available at LicensedToParent.org slash wisephone. Welcome back. You are listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program working with teens in crisis. And one of the reasons we see teens being in crisis these days is due to an overabundant use of smartphone technology and having too much access to too much information on the World Wide Web. Uh, it affects all of us. And our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Anne-Marie McDonald, Vice President of Public Relations and Strategy at Gab Wireless. They're not only a wireless network, they are also a provider of, uh, of telephone technology that helps families get off of this 24-7 uh, access to the Internet. And, and Anne-Marie, during the break, you were telling us that um, this is something that a lot of people are starting to want to do on their own. Uh, I think you referred to it as... A going gab, like on the weekend, take, taking a break from the internet. Uh, do, do you think that this is a growing movement? I absolutely do. And you know, I think once kids are able to get away from the smartphone, that they start to realize they like themselves without the phone. And it's mm, this understanding it. and this inner confidence that they gain. In fact, quickly, I'll tell you a story. My 13-year-old uh, begged for a phone. And we we thought, okay, he's 13. Most of his friends have phone. He's my oldest at the time. And, and so we said, listen, if you go without sugar for three months, then we know that you're responsible enough. And so sure, surely enough, he, he, he went without sugar and he turned 13 and we gave him this smartphone. And it was a, it was a lockdown smartphone. But what we found was that he was stuck playing games. So he couldn't have, he didn't have access to the internet, but he was gaming on his phone. And even more interesting, 
this creative boy of mine started to change and I, he stopped sketching and he stopped mm-hmm. building forts and different things that he was, that he used to do. And I thought, okay, this is perhaps teenage behavior. They start to change. And this was right as we were all going into um, quarantine. And so we, as parents, just as myself and my husband decided as parents to just try giving him a gab phone. I was, I was just becoming familiar with gab and so we said, hey, we're just going to try this for two weeks. We just want to give you a break. And, and so we gave him a Gab phone, I took the smartphone away. And, and it took about five days for him to detox. But what <laughs> happened was this boy of mine came back and the light came back on and he was sketching and he was out gathering sticks and making interesting um, just structures. And, and so that to me was a real testament that even though a phone, even though we didn't have access to the Wi-Fi, he was gaming all the time and it took away that creativeness in him. And so interestingly enough, he said to me, you know, mom, I actually like myself without the smartphone. I like, he started to recognize that, um, that he was more creative without the smartphone because he could see that creativeness that came back. And he, he said, thank you. He actually faked us. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like the broccoli factor. Kids don't understand that it's good for them, but as a parent, you show them and you teach them and you model that behavior. Yeah. You know, I don't know what you know about Shepherd's Hill Academy here, uh, but our kids live in the woods uh, for an entire year in the cabins that they actually build and maintain out there in their communities, like Gilligan's Island in the woods. And Mm -hmm. they're unplugged for an entire year and they say the same exact thing. And it's only when parents, parents will ask them when they come home, can I give you your smartphone back? And even though we we tell them that's not an option anymore. Uh, the kids will say, no, nah, we don't, we really don't need it back. And then the parents will like, well, they give it back to them anyway. And then, you know, they, they become a casualty. They end up doing a round two at Shepherd's Hill. But you, you talk about, uh, the creative thinking capacities, but it's also their critical thinking capacities that go away and their constructive thinking capacities that go away. But the good news is the brain does rebuild. It's malleable. And, and so with, uh, a balance in their lives, uh, the, the, you know, the technology can still be a good thing even for a kid. But uh, the problem is, is they don't have that because of that frontal lobe not being fully developed. They don't really have a real good monitor as to how to balance all that out. And that's what they need the parents for. You, in the, at the break, we were also talking about the, the, the irony that uh, here we are using tech and yet we're talking against it. That, but it's not really irony at all. Uh, no more than than uh, teaching the, the, our kids the dangers of, of, of water or water safety uh, and, then, and then giving them a bath or letting them go swimming in the pool. Uh, where's the irony in that? I don't understand that. It's the difference between seeing this subject, again, as a, a tool rather than a weapon. Can you comment on that? Absolutely. Well, we wouldn't bring a child who couldn't swim into the ocean Yet we right. give children unlocked smartphones. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're, we're not giving them the tools. And, you know, just last night, my daughter was, had a, it was 9 p.m. And she was sending a text message and she wanted to tell her friend something. And, and I just said, hey, listen, nighttime is not the time to send a text message to a friend and explain something that you're frustrated with. Let's, let's go to bed 
and let's talk about it in the morning. And perhaps this is something that we should talk about in person with your friend. And it's just, as a parent, you need to teach your children technology communication. And 20 years ago, we wouldn't have had that conversation with our child, but we didn't need to continue to teach them healthy tech habits, continue to teach them how to swim in the waters. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk about the tech for just a moment, if we may, because um, I, I know people have said time and time again, well, my kid doesn't need a smartphone. I'm just going to give them a flip phone, let's say. Well, we talked about it at the top of the program. There is the issue of being made fun of if you don't have the latest, greatest phone. But truth be told, flip phones, most of them do have Internet access. I, I think that's correct, isn't it? It is. And not only does it have access, but kids are smart. And even this flip phone, kids will find a way to get their hands on what they want to get their hands on, right? So right, yeah. there is danger with having a phone that has Wi-Fi, um, even, not even just a phone, but even just an iPad or or any sort of technology with access to the internet. Children will find dangerous um, pictures and and they'll get on, they'll sneak perhaps getting on um, social media. And, and so we can't, we can't discredit our children. They're very smart. So we want to make sure that we give them the tools that they need. Yeah, they're smart. They're just not very wise. And that's why right. they need us. But you mentioned unlocked smartphones. I never knew you could lock one uh, uh, smartphone. I thought they were basically uh, unlockable. Uh, is it, or is it a case, am I conflating that with the fact that whatever you do to lock one, the kids have the, the knowledge and know, I mean, they just know how to unlock. They can get around all that. What's, what's the story? They really with that? can. They really can. You know, we, so we, when we gave our son the smartphone, we looked into all different technology to, to lock down uh, the Wi-Fi or uh, the different apps. But what we found is they can get around it. And so that's even the smartest of technology Children will find a way to um, secretly find different ways. And, and that's why I love Gab, because Gab Wireless, there is, it's a completely safe phone. No parental controls needed. And you can give your child this phone with 14 different essential apps. And you can do that and understand and know that they are safe, yet they are staying in touch with you if you need to text them or find them at school or um, or put like I put jobs in my kids' calendar on their Gab phone. So there, that's the great thing is there's you don't need to worry when you give them a Gab phone. Earlier we, we were talking about um, you know the kids actually appreciating and recognizing the fact that their time away from these digital devices has allowed them to feel a little bit better about themselves. Are, are you aware of, uh, of the grassroots initiatives that are out there right now among the young people themselves to go completely offline? We're seeing this in some cases. It, it, there, it's almost like um, it's an act of cool. It's like the ultimate act of cool and, and independence. Uh, are you aware of any of this going on? Because the, the cool kids are starting to get off uh, social media and just uh, you know, have a, a little mystery about them uh, going on out there. Absolutely. You know, there is freedom with living outside the screen and and breaking the rules and having fun. And once kids realize that, they start to recognize um, the behaviors of different friends that are just stuck in their phone and annoyed Mm -hmm. by it. Right. Yes. That way kids are turned on to the fact that, hey, when you're when you're sitting up to dinner, it's there's a better way to live to to look up 
and communicate. Or mm-hmm. if you're writing in a carpool, to put that phone away and actually talk to the person who's next to you. It's, it's becoming aware and, and it's the norm, right, for kids to be in, in their phones and sucked into that world. But how beautiful when, when kids themselves realize, hey, there's a better way to live. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating when you have a family gathering or a bunch of friends are over and everyone in the home is talking to someone outside the home or everyone in the car is talking to someone outside the car. And I've had to have these conversations with my own adult kids. And I'm like, look, if you want Johnny uh, uh, in a conversation with us, invite him over here. Otherwise, check that phone to the door because this just isn't uh, healthy for our relationships. And they've, they've done a, a pretty good job of, of respecting that uh, in due time. But Rich, speaking of time, we, we're out of time. We, we are out for today. But the good news is, is during the break, we twisted Anne Marie's arm and she has eh, reluctantly agreed to come back and talk with us again on our next program. So we're going to do that. Our guest is Anne-Marie McDonald. She's Vice President of Public Relations and Strategy at Gab Wireless. We are fond of Gab Wireless because of the work that they are doing to try to make the world of phones safe for the family once more. And uh, incidentally, uh, Gab, if you want to look them up, is spelled G-A-B-B. And Anne-Marie, thanks for your time today. We look forward to talking with you again on the next program. Absolutely. My pleasure. And uh, by the way, uh, I mentioned earlier in the program that we had spoken with Stephen Dalby, the president of Gab Wireless. Uh, That program aired back on February 17th of 2020. If you'd like to hear more about this subject, obviously join us next week when we get more into the tech itself. But I invite you to look for that program on our website, licensedtoparent.org. In fact, that's where you can listen back to all of our past conversations on a variety of topics essential for parents. While you're there, also, we've posted some additional information about this technology and about what we're calling wise phone usage and some options your family may want to consider to help get control of your kids' screen time. If you'd like to find out more, I invite you to go to our website, licensedtoparent.org forward slash wise phone. Again, licensedtoparent.org forward slash wise phone. And please remember that Licensed to Parent is the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered therapeutic residential program for teens in crisis. Right now, we're in the midst of a capital campaign at Shepherds Hill as we start our 20th year of ministry in residential care. And now to celebrate, we're focusing our efforts on developing a whole new campus here. We've got a 12-month master plan to begin adding a dining hall by the end of 2021. Uh, Then over the next three years, we plan to add two new school buildings. Our licensed to parent studios are currently out in the middle of a horse pasture. We've referenced that in the past. And while picturesque, uh, we've certainly had challenges getting the needed infrastructure here to do the broadcasts properly. So as part of our campaign, we've established a special licensed to parent donor fund to raise money for moving our studio into one of the new campus buildings. Now, as I've said on other programs, running a residential program isn't cheap. If you come here, and we do invite you to come, uh, we welcome visits. You'll see that our facilities are not lavish. The new ones won't be lavish either, uh, but we do need them to continue meeting the needs of the kids who come here. And uh, we can't do that without your help. If you'd like to learn more about our work here and be a part of the future of Licensed to Parent and Shepherds Hill Academy, let me ask you to visit another website, and that's shepherdshillacademy.org forward slash building together. shepherdshillacademy.org 
forward slash building together. And thanks in advance. That is our time for today's program. My thanks also to the guest coordinator on License to Parent, Daniel Fazina, and to our technical producer, Carl Peets, without whom we would not have a program. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, inviting you to join us again next time for another chance to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.